All right, so uh, let's get into our show. Uh, a lot of other headlines going on in the uh, boxing world. Uh, the Tank pay-per-view is set on January 7th. He's fighting uh, Hector Garcia, not Ryan Garcia, uh, but the co-main event. Uh, it's a it's like a, a all-star team of of A sides, but not so much on the on the B side. Uh, so Tank and Luis Garcia, excuse me, are in the uh, Hector Garcia uh, are in the main event. Co-main Boots Ennis versus a Karen. <laughs> Literally his name his first name is Karen. He's uh, I've never heard of the guy. A Russian. Uh, I don't know where they found him. Uh, Demetrius Andrade versus Damon Nicholson. Damon Nicholson went the distance with Edgar Belanga. Uh, 168, and it's notable that Andrade is now, I guess, with PBC. He can get some big fights at 168. Uh, and Rashidi Ellis is also on the card. So that's what's set um, for January 7th. Of course, if Tank wins, he moves on to face Ryan Garcia. That's the big thing, but it's a decent card. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a decent card because of the names that are involved. Like you said, they're not in the most pristine matchups or the matchups that you really want to tune in, although I do believe the main event is a really, really tough fight. Uh, the tank, tank, and and Hector Garcia fight is, I think that's a real fight, man. That 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 kid is is talented, Hector Garcia. Um, so that's that's not one to overlook. Although a lot of the mainstream fans may not have heard of about Garcia, mm-hmm. but going down the line, like you said, I mean, anytime Demetrius Andrade fights, you should tune in because whether he's the most exciting guy in the world or not, he he's he matters. He's an undefeated two time two division world champion. Now trying to tackle his third weight division is in the Canelo. Orb. Orb, right? That's a good way to put it. Um, the, or the running. Um, so he's, he's someone that you want to you look out for because if he has a good performance, he really li- realistically could be in that Canelo running. So. Not just Canelo, but like he could fight the winner of Plant Benavides. Yes. He could fight Jamal Charlo. Yep. I think his obviously his career could be dissected for a long time, like fights he didn't get, inactivity, some head-scratching business decisions, You know, most notably not fighting Charlo a few years back. But, you know, still 33 or 34. Still some good fights with him, especially in the PVC. So if he, this is a three-fight deal or, or I have to confirm that, or I would think so or would hope so, there's yeah. some big fights for him down the line. It's definitely uh, not a one-off. PVC doesn't really do that. It's right. Really, so it's not going to be a one-off. If so. it's a two- or three-fight deal, like he can get some, some big fights. So Especially a guy like Desmond Nicholson, who's who's by no means a world beater. But, you know, he's a he's a tough guy. You mm-hmm. know, But it's, it's, it's a step-up fight for something bigger. Yeah, uh, Sempre El Reyes, one of our fan favorites, uh, says that's a good Showtime pay-per-view card. Definitely going to tune in. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I mean, anytime you can see Tank, Boots, uh, Rashidi Ellis, Demetrius Andrade all on the same card, uh, especially with the stakes in the in the main event, which is a Ryan Garcia fight, then uh, that's a good one. Uh, for me, did you see this with Tank? Tank said after the fight, or before he was getting interviewed, that he's no longer with Mayweather Promotions. He's been saying that for a couple of weeks now. First time I ever heard him on camera, like, say it. Like, Ellerby wasn't at the press conference. Mayweather wasn't there. Not, Mayweather Promotions was not on any of the signs. Yep. It, he's he's done with Mayweather Promotions. There's been leaks about this for years. There's obviously been a lot of upheaval between the two over the last couple of years. We, we, we've been seeing some tweets and, and posts that would show that they're going to be – like you said, now we're seeing – they have been completely wiped from the card. There's, there's no signage. There's no affiliation. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's something. That's something that's important going forward. Um, I mean, it. Hey, listen. It is what it is. You, you get a guy to where he can go, but you, you gotta let him. You gotta let him live. I, I fully believe on believe that for fighters. There's only so far certain promoters can take you. You've got to be able to let your your man go and let him fly. Let him make the most money he possibly can. Because at the end of the day, that's that's what this sport's all about. Well, here's the thing. Like he's not. Like yes, he left Mayweather. 
He left um, LRB, mm-hmm. but he did not leave Al Heyman, the most important part of the equation. Al Heyman is still advising uh, Tank Davis. Uh, for as far as I know, Tank Davis is still aligned with Showtime Boxing. I don't think much is going to change outside of maybe Tank not having to cut a third check or a check to Mayweather Promotions. He now has his GTD uh, promotions, uh, Javante Tank Davis promotions, which – you know, almost every fighter now has their own promotional company. So yeah. it's more of like a symbolism type of thing. It's a storyline. Uh, Floyd no longer uh, around. I, part of me wished that Floyd would, would stayed on and Ellerby just for the buildup for the tank, uh, tank Ryan fight. Because I think if you have Oscar and Ryan Garcia on one side and you have Mayweather and Tank on the other, that can just drive this fight even bigger than I re- like originally think this fight's going to be. Listen, at the end of the day, it all comes down to money. You could, you could just be like, hey, listen, uh, you're no longer getting paid. But you can be involved in, in in the name, and you can keep going with that. But you know these guys don't care to do that. Um, they're not looking looking ahead. That's that's kind of what boxing is all about. So, but I mean, listen, I don't like fighters having to have to cut more checks than they already do because we have to cut a lot of checks yeah. to a lot of different people. That money that we, you see in the newspaper headlines gets trickled down and paid off to so many people. So way more than anyone knows. How much is like a, a normal camp cost? For a world championship fight, like when you're at your your peak, like oh, Pacquiao, dude, I spent Khan. I spent hundred grand. Hundred grand. I spent hundred grand for the Pacquiao fight. On what? I mean, uh, three months in training camp. How much was that on avocado? Uh, I mean, my avocado a week back then it was a lot cheaper. You tired of those it, jokes? A lot cheaper than it is now. No, I, I don't listen. You can say every fucking cage joke. <laughs> avocado. I don't care at all. Okay. My so, bank account is very flush. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have a great career. Yes. I don't care at all. Hundred hundred grand for a training camp. So what does that entail? So you got to think about. It. You got to you got to fly in sparring partners, right? You got to mm-hmm. house them. You got to pay them per week. You got to pay for their food. You got to pay for your team living in a, a place other than where you are. Wow. They're not sleeping in the, they're not sleeping in their bed. They're sleeping in the bed that you're paying for. As are legitimately 6, 7, 8 other people for 2 months. Think about that. You if you're in Las Vegas and you have to spend hotel rooms for 3 months mm-hmm. for 9 different people. We weren't staying in Motel 6. And who covers the promoter or manager cover that? No, I do. <laughs> the fighter does. Wow. Yeah, so so yeah, so that's when people are like, well, where does that money go? Then you got, you know, you got to pay your strength finishing coach. You got to pay your 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 boxing coach, which you normally have two of them. You got to pay your cut man. You got to pay your manager takes a cut. You know, whatever side promoter you have, whatever deal you right. have from back when you were 5 and 0. What about like social media content types of things? That's I didn't my brain works. I, I didn't pay for but nowadays that. you have to have like yeah. a good YouTube presence a good social media I mean, I, presence I, at that time i had a you know a, 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 a website and i was selling product and yeah. all that and i had someone to manage that you know i had a full-time employee kevin rooney was my yeah. full-time guy he was my literally my live-in number one right-hand man who handled so much for me and was he was a salaried guy for That's me enough. you know so yeah i think a lot's the side of of boxing that a lot of fight fans don't know is like you know a lot of guys pay their own camp yeah. You know, some some promoters cover it and you're up there in the in the bigger ones. I wasn't one of those guys. Right. I had to pay my way. I've always had to work really hard and extra hard. Lunch pail guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 a, I'm a brown paper bag guy, man. I got <laughs> I, I pack my lunch and I go to work and I, I, I work hard. So uh yeah, that's January seventh. I can't believe we're getting towards the end of the year. Crazy. Um we got a few more fight weeks left. We had this fight weekend, which is loaded, cards all day. Last week we had cards all day. Uh December seventeenth, we're still getting Frank Martin. Um in there, who's Frank Martin fighting? Why am I drawing a blank? Uh, uh, the Michelle Ali, Rivera, Al, the Ali, Ali lookalike. The Ali, the Ali kid who looks more like Which Ali I than Ali's like, grandson. I don't like that he does that. The kick and fight. He, he needs need, to get rid of he that. He doesn't need to do that. I've he, actually told that the Showtime people. I was like, dude, 
Like, why Why is he doing that? Just uh, be yourself. The kid can fight. He doesn't he's, need to do that. I know. He has a chance of beating Martin. That's uh, December 17th. So, And then after that, you know, we got, oh, Inoue. He's fighting December 13th, in, which is going to be a bloodbath for yeah, Paul gonna be. That's going to be roadkill. Yeah, so that's what's uh, coming up. We have our end-of-the-year award show. That's way down the line. But uh, some other headlines. This one just came across, and I'm like – don't know how to like react to this like um wwe is contemplating a move oh, into boxing <clears throat> co-ceo stephanie mcmahon says um wwe is looking to expand their horizons according to uh mcmahon uh the company's considering making a move into the boxing business the sport mcmahon said is fractured yes it is wwe she said has a history of streamlining an industry so WWE became what it was because Vince McMahon and his father bought up local territories, yeah. like and like all those small down south, and they made eventually made one. It ended up buying WCW and making one league, one umbrella, which monopoly, yeah, yes. which would be great. Yeah, <laughs> AEW's around, and that's what like kind of boxing needs. Like UFC has it; they are monopolized the sport. There is there is Bellator, there is Pride, or whatever. There is uh, one championship. But you be, almost have to like be careful what you wish for with it, and also it's a lot easier said than done. Like, well, no, it's what a, does that mean buying it? To, like, what does that even entail buying? That's the part that I didn't wrap my mind around. So I took it as they're going to be a new promotion, and they're going to come in and they're going to start their own promotional company and and put on fights. Which, good luck. Boxing is a very difficult sport to 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 carve a slice in. Everyone's tried it. Jay Z tried it. Uh, uh, 50, 50 Cent try, it, you know, it failed miserably. And guys who are very, very successful in other aspects of, of the world and the industry and enter entertainment, boxing is a whole different animal. These guys do that, though. They've done that in the entertainment industry. They've done it in a quote-unquote sport. Um, you know, they have tons of money. But but what you just said about unifying, absolutely not. They, they don't have, no, like... No, no one has enough buy... money. Elon Musk would have to do that. <laughs> And I don't think we he don't could We don't want either. him in boxing. Like no, stay, no. stay with Twitter and, and, and charge people $8. But I just mean in terms of how much money it I, would take. You would need a lot. You would need several billions. Uh, Bob Arum has said last week that he tried to sell top rank, but it's too expensive, and he couldn't find anyone to buy it. Yeah. For my, to, I'd buy for it this if I could. <laughs> we'd be the new president of, of top rank. To buy, Bob, hire me. I'll take over. To, to like wrap my mind around this, you would have to come in and buy PBC. You would have to buy Matchroom. You'd have to buy top rank, and then you'd have to buy Golden Boy. Fresh off the top of my head, we're looking at uh, several billion. Yeah, no, I was gonna, I was gonna say like twelve billion, twenty billion. Right, and then it's just, first of all, that's never gonna happen. Number one, no. number two, the money is not there. That there's no like, what's the return on that? There's not, there's no ROI on that. That where you could really like put it together. Where you're right. like, oh, I, if I put in this much, I'm gonna get back. No, way. I would absolutely love it because there'd be one, one champ, you know, one organization, one. Uh, sanctioning body, could, all that. There could the potentially other. be a retirement fund for fighters. There right. could be insurance for fighters. There is upside. All beautiful things. Yeah. There's tons of upside for it, and we've been through this many times on how can we fix boxing. And that's one of the main things. But what about the zone having, uh, you know, and Matchroom being partners, or top ranking ESPN being partners, or Golden Boy and the Zone, PBC and Showtime and Fox? Like those are contracts. Like this is a pie in the sky type of thing. It's like Dana White has always talked about getting into. Boxing. How many times did Dana White say, "I'm going to get into boxing this year," and then he says, "I he took one look at it and was like, I ain't getting nope. involved." Way too, way, way too many crossroads. Way, way too much red tape. Way too many buyouts. Like you just said, you got to buy out the promoter and the network. You're yeah. going to buy out ESPN. 
Mm, I don't think so. No, I could see them aligning with ESPN and then like. But that's the thing you have you have to make alignments or or or, or um, you know, business opportunities and be partners with these companies. You can't buy it all out. And that's really what needs to happen. I would I would. It's wild. I saw that headline. I'm like, okay, she's just trying to dabble in like maybe buy a a, a few like. Well, tell her to give me a fighters. call if she needs anyone <laughs> to fight or to commentate. I can do all of it. Yeah, we need Algeri to be part of this WWE takeover of boxing. Or, or put me behind the scenes, whatever. Put, the whole crew. Put, put uh, me in Ronnie, yeah, put you want to get involved? Yeah, put us in a suit and tie and let us uh, I'm coordinate. In. I'm in. But wouldn't you agree, though, Ron, as the casual voice here, like getting like a WWE structure, a UFC structure in boxing is what the sport does. about an NFL needs? structure? That's how I always think about it. The NFL does it the best. I always think about NFL. Yeah. Structure. Like those guys, man. They look out for the guys after they retire. They have pensions. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've seen it work in the WWE, right? So, yeah. like, we know it works. So, if you establish that with boxing that's, you know, struggling a little bit, just to give it its sense, I mean, WWE has a huge fan base. Right. Huge. And they those fans are some of the lo- most loyal fans I've ever seen. So but It's more like the, stru- the business structure. Yeah. It, but it's easier said than done. Like, yeah. all the reasons we do so many cooks. There's so many cooks in the kitchen in boxing. It'd be so hard to do. It could have happened 40 years ago. The companies are too big now. Yeah. Like you said, like like Vince McMahon went around the country and bought up all the small shows. You cannot go around and buy up all the boxing shows now because it's not America. It's just, it's the rest of the world. But you're looking at billion-dollar industries that are, you know, like every one of the like, – Matchroom's a billion-dollar industry. Yeah. You know, like ESP, uh, Top Rank's a billion-dollar company. Like you got to buy out those guys. They're too big now. All right, let's move on to our fight previews. Um, we'll start off with the – Bigger fight of the weekend in terms of visibility that's coming over on ESPN, and that is Teofimo Lopez in the main event with Sandor Martin. Sandor Martin coming off of a huge upset of a Mikey Garcia. Um, he had another win after that. Teofimo Lopez, of course, 135-pound uh, former undisputed champ, uh, suffered that ridiculous um, huge loss uh, to George Cambosos. Uh, actually, um, Sandor Martin is a late replacement for Jose Pedraza. I think it's a better fight for Lopez. I don't. I think it's a. I think uh, Camp. Uh, excuse me, Martin. Better fight for Lopez. I think it's just a better fight in general. Okay, okay. Yeah, for that, the fans, okay. I think it's a better fight for Lopez in terms of him. You know, facing a, a good 140 pounder with with momentum, um, younger than Pedraza, uh, more explosive southpaw. Uh, 11 straight wins for Martin. One of them, Mikey Garcia, albeit Garcia had his, you know, nine toes out the door. Um, I think it's going to be a good fight. I think Martin Sandor Martin is going to give Lopez some issues. I don't say he's going to win, but I think he's going to give him some issues. I disagree. I disagree. I think that the Pedraza fight was a much better fight, much more competitive fight. I think Pedraza, on the run that he's had in the last couple of years, um, even at 140, which I did not expect him to be that good at um i just didn't think he was big enough but i mean his last fight against uh comey uh very very close fight comey's a big puncher he showed that he can deal with with the power at 140 he can deal with guys who can really punch even though comey's a 35 pounder he can still punch he can really punch and 40 i think he's yeah. a good puncher as well so and tfimo's ultimately a 35 pounder anyway well so, that's the thing yeah. is we were with him earlier this week me and ronnie we saw tfimo uh we went up to the Western Hemisphere's largest observation deck. We're mm-hmm. 1,100 feet in the air at the edge at Hudson Yards for the stare down between Tiafimo and, and Sandor Martin. Sandor looked bigger. Sandor is bigger, yeah, yeah 100%. Bigger, yeah. Tiafimo, we saw him in, in that 140-pound, his first fight against Pedro Campa. 
A also a big 40-pounder, strong, very, very strong guy. Definitely ring rust. He's been out of the ring, first fight in a while. I, I, I think Sandor, I don't know. I think I, I think he's uh, a kind of a middle-of-the-road kind of guy. Like he, he, I think he stepped into a really good position with Mikey Garcia when he Great, fought him. Good for yeah. him. Because what what is his what is his next best fight? I would have to look it up. But he has eleven. He had he lost to Anthony Yidget, and then he's reeled off eleven wins since right. then. Yidget got smoked by Baroncheck and by R- Roly Romero. Roly. Yeah. yeah. So like, it's uh, definitely like I'm not saying that he if you see if he's going to get upset here. No, I just think it's a different look than Pedraza. It's definitely it's a look. look for crafty southpaw. Only throws twenty three punches. Threw twenty three punches around versus Garcia. That's not a lot. You know Wait, who, thro- who throws twenty three punches? Sandor Martin threw twenty three punches against Mikey Garcia. He slowed well, down he the pace. He didn't have to counter punch. He landed forty seven percent of his but power. Mike, Mikey didn't want to throw punches anyway. That's the thing. That, that this is a whole different guy. I mean, uh, Tifimo super explosive, very very fast, great counter puncher. Um, not really active in terms of volume, though. Tifimo. The only thing that didn't impress me about his one forty pound debut was his power. He didn't have that one pu- the shots that he hit that 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 dude with. Mm-hmm. Pedro used Campbell. to ice thirty five pounders. Yeah, did not. But his hand speed looked good. His punch combination, his punch v- variety, his uh, uh, his precision, all of those things look looked like they always have. His defense looked fantastic. So, I don't know. I I, I think that he's going to go out there and he's going to put on a put on a show. Does he stop Sandor Martin? Maybe. I think he's maybe late. Maybe late. I could see this playing out where. Martin frustrates Tifimo a little bit. Boxes in and out, crafty um, counterpuncher. First five, six rounds. Um, a little bit of frustration on Tifimo's side. Well, and similar then, to the last fight, right? And then Tifimo warms up like he did in the last fight. Yep. Finds his rhythm, finds those crosses, and then he can maybe get get him out of there in, in the second half of the fight. But the thing at one Tifimo at one forty, and we're gonna keep seeing this is this is where he's campaigning now. Is you're right that 135 he was the guy he had a huge advantage when it comes to power probably the most powerful puncher in the in the division because Tank wasn't at 135 yet at 140 he's maybe has to depend a little bit on attrition depend a little bit on accuracy and maybe get those but the thing with Tiafimo he's a showman he will tell yeah. you that from day the first minute you meet him I love uh, watching I, I am an fight. entertainer he says yep. my dad told me to be an entertainer at a young age so when you were an entertainer. Is a decision going to the cards and winning a sound decision good enough for TV? I feel like he's like boom or bust. Like he wants a spectacular knockout, Heisman night. Like it might work in this fight, but when he goes up to eventually face Josh Taylor, who he says he wants to fight, or Regis Progre, does he have enough facets to his game at 140 to beat those types of guys? As you're saying that, I'm like, yeah, you know, that's something. But then I think about the Lomachenko fight. How smart he boxed in that fight. Mm-hmm. You know, he and and he did it. That was a true boxer puncher performance. He he threw power, he threw hard counter punches, and he controlled the majority of the fight, which is why he got the decision. It was it was, I still think it was a close fight, but I had him winning hands down. Um, a lot of people argue that, but no, I had him. He definitely won. I, a lot of people still argue that, which I don't Dude, understand. The the last round was the he put an exclamation point on, and even though you're not supposed to judge fights like that, I get that. He put an exclamation point. The way I looked at it, Lomachenko didn't start fighting until the seventh round, and he lost Downloading the last round. Downloading data, so whatever. You don't fight for six rounds, and you lose the last round. You lost the fight. Yeah, simple as that. Um, but he 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 fought a very very disciplined fight, so he's got it in him. He hasn't done it in a while because he hasn't had to, because I don't think he's had the opposition in front of him. Uh, he fought very dumb against Cambosis. He fought with pride. 
and he needed to go out there and do what he does. He needed to be Tiafimo that night, and he wasn't. No, he had a lot going on. Listen, they fight 100 times. I think Tiafimo wins the fight 99 times. I, I agree there. Um, Hey, hats, tip my hat to Cambosis. Great night for you. Awesome job. Congratulations. But... I don't know. I think just Tiafimo is, is, is a better fighter. Yeah, he's going to win. He's going to beat Sandor Martin. He's going to, I think, uh, stop him late. Yeah, I don't think that's really the question, but but what we're really talking about is his 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 right. life at 140. Because I remember when I first came back a couple years ago, he's like, I heard you coming back. And we were coming, I was coming out of a, a show that I was, I was commentating. I think it was the Comey fight a couple years ago. Anyway, and uh, he, you know, he like hugged me. Yeah. I, I'm very close with him and his, him and his father. And I, you know, I, I grab him mm-hmm. and he goes, he's like, I might be with the 140. And I grab him. By his shoulders, and I go, well, you know, I mean, you might need to grow into this a little bit, big guy, because he's a shorter yeah, guy short. than me, and I grab him, whatever. But uh, and then he asked me seriously, he's like, what do you think about me one forty? I'm like, I'm like, listen, you got power, so I you moving up is going to be in the cards. You're probably going to be fine. And and now we're there, but we're you know we're seeing. It. Listen, one forty is no joke. These guys yeah. are big and strong and fast. He wants to uh, fight Josh Taylor. He named that to me, and when we did a little rapid fire questions, we just progressed calling his name. Listen, this will be his second fight at 140, and at this point, after now, you have to go get into those. He's highly ranked. Get into these big fights, whether it's Regis Progre, um, you know, whether it's Josh Taylor. There are 140s loaded. It's one of the best divisions in boxing, and Tifimo now is gonna, you know, this will be his second fight. Eventually, maybe I uh, will see what happens next if he, they put him in there with one of those names, or it's a gradual buildup. I like his progression so far. He fought a very, very tough Mexican fighter who had a good record, and now he's, you know, he was supposed to fight Pedraza, which would have been a very much a step up in class. But now he's got Sandro Martin, who's also a, a similar level yeah. as Pedraza in terms of if you were just looking at, in terms of where they are in the world, yeah, they're very, very similar guys. Yeah, just stylistically um, different. Just to go back to the WWE conversation, Gail, who I absolutely love in the boxing world. WWE is the only publicly traded media company in the U.S. that turned a profit last year Whoa. per Axios reporting this week. Not surprised to hear they're expanding into other combat sports. So that's uh, put a button on, on that conversation. So, yeah, we could maybe see that. Uh, moving forward on this card, one of the better cards of the year. I'm excited about this. Jared Anderson versus Jerry Forrest. Anderson's uh, by far the best American heavyweight prospect in boxing. Quite possibly... The best heavyweight prospect in the world. Uh, I maybe have Jalalov ahead of uh, Anderson. Um, take a look around the w- uh, WWE. Take a look around the uh, heavyweight division, Chris. Usyk, 36 years old. Fury, 33 years old. Wilder, 37. Joyce, 37. Joshua, 33. Ruiz, 33. Jared Anderson, 25 years old. I think he's the next face of heavyweight boxing. Uh, he's got top rank behind him. He's got ESPN behind him. Facing Jerry Forrest, who is going to try to play spoiler, who could possibly give Anderson rounds. Man, I love me some Jared Anderson. I think whenever we get these heavyweight athletes coming over to boxing, Jared Anderson should be playing in the NFL, honestly. Like, he's that level of athlete. He's, he's that big. He's that strong. He's that fa- He's that athletic. He should be playing NFL. He oh, made it want to- him in boxing. Somehow he made it to boxing. Thank God. Make more money in boxing. <laughs> we need guys like that. Yeah. We need these guys who are willing to take that event, you know, that that opportunity to go out there, take that risk. It's a lot easier. Honestly, I think it's a lot easier money in, in NFL. You can make more money in boxing, but it's much easier if you can make it in the NFL. Um, boxing, I mean, it's a long, hard road, but a lot of pitfalls. You got to get your ass. Yeah, but you're a heavyweight. And you're American. You have charisma like Anderson has. Exactly. I I, I love the fact that he's got all of those things. We need a guy punch. like that, and he's American. We got an American yeah. heavyweight. So I, I love it. Um, and this is a huge step up. Jerry Forrest is one of those guys. He's a spoiler. Like, by definition, he is a spoiler. Yeah. He is a big guy. He's an athletic guy. He's a strong guy. 
hey, he's not the most talented guy in the world. He, we're never going to see Jerry Forrest holding a, a world title belt above his head. But he's got to knock off a lot of these guys who aren't ready or guys who weren't in the best shape going into this camp. I mean, uh, Zhang. I mean, he gave Zhang hell, and they got, they got a draw. How about when that was my that was talking about the um, award show? That was my sneaky favorite moment of 2021 was when Jerry Forrest Zhang. He uh, Forrest went down twice early. Yep. Fought back to a draw and then called out Joshua after. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude. He, listen, at this point, he might actually get the fight. <laughs> he beats Jerry. He, he might get the fight. That's say it all the time. You're a heavyweight, and you're like like Jermaine Franklin. You're one call away from fighting one of the top names. This is why managers run after heavyweights all the time because yeah. there's money there. There's always money with heavyweights. But uh, Jerry Forrest, very very tough guy. V- uh, huge step up for Jared Anderson, especially since he's been out of the ring because of his hand injuries over the past two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. He passes this test, the Jerry Forrest test with flying colors. I mean, we have the next great American heavyweight. Yeah, this is a it's a big step up. It's a big um, step up for Anderson and Forrest. Oh, two and two in his last four fights, but, but two draws in there. This is big butt, big, big ass butt. butt. Uh, good competition. To calm, he drew with Zhang. He drew with Michael Hunter, yep. who many people think is a like he was the Jared Anderson before Jared Anderson, the next heavyweight American, even though he's a little undersized. Kubert Pulev went the distance uh, with him. Mm-hmm. Jerry Forrest split decision loss to Jermaine Franklin. Look what Jermaine Franklin just did yeah. with uh, Dillian White. This is going to be a great fight. Uh, I expect Forrest to to give rounds to Anderson, and I expect Anderson to ultimately maybe get a stoppage. Uh, that was like, like a ultimate maybe. I just said. Oh yeah, an I, ultimate maybe. I didn't believe your voice when when I heard it. You said it because I like haven't made my pick yet. Like yeah, I'm gonna go Anderson. Knockout. Uh, how many rounds is this fight? Anderson late. Is this a 10-rounder? I got to look. Someone in the chat maybe would know. Um, Mike Linder. Great job. Cries. Great work. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Um, I don't know how many rounds it is, but I think it doesn't matter. I think Ten? that Anderson's going to get a stoppage, and he's going to do something to kind of steal the show uh, on Heisman night. If he, if he finishes, if he gets the knockout and it does the Heisman, I mean, well, Tiafimo, that's Tiafimo's night. That's what he he did that early on. Uh, yeah, but Tiafimo's 135 pounds. This guy's a heavyweight. That's <laughs> 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 a different. It's a different it's thing when true. It, when he does that. Jared, uh, yeah. Jared Anderson. Uh, ooh, I, I, I think Jared Anderson and Jalalov are on a crash course. The big Uzbek and Jared Anderson are the two best prospects. Because it's a, it's like I just said, the ages. It's like a stark fall off after like Ruiz is the youngest heavyweight contender, and he's thirty three. <laughs> right? <laughs> I think. Well, J- I mean, Jared definitely needs more development. Heavyweights always need a long time to develop because they have they fight so many cans. Yeah. Um, this is not a can fight. With a win here, especially if you, especially what you're predicting, if he stops him. I mean, shoot him up to the top of the prospects for the heavyweight. Well, he's division. already ranked by WBC. Uh, 15th. So yeah, he's but, cracked but, that. But Dan, ranking, 20th. ranking doesn't mean shit. It means something yeah. for, like, if you play for that getting game. getting the fight. But sure, but, but in terms of winning. Yeah. He's, it just goes in line with he's on the scene. Yeah. I mean, part of that has to do with the the uh, the train the the <laughs> of of top rank in ESPN. He's got a lot behind him. He's got the great TV uh, knockouts. Do you remember I mean, his ring walk where he was a pimp? Yeah. Well, right. I mean, I called, dude, the, I called those Jared fights. Anderson, he came in. Pimp walk, hat, cane. Yep. It was purple, right? Like, Wasn't a purple and shit. Like, and then knock the guy out cold. <laughs> Yo, like he, he's got charisma. This guy. Yes, yeah. he does, and he can really fight. He fights. He does not fight like a heavyweight. He's super athletic. Mm. 
Like should be playing DN for the Giants. Yes, exactly. That's so my, my my point exactly. He he looks if like he, he should be played, playing. If NFL. he was playing DN for the Giants, Giants don't tie last week with the Commanders. <laughs> uh, how how tall and how six five two fifty? Yeah, but he can move. But he can move. Yeah. He, and he, and and from what I've heard from his sparring, I got some inside track on his sparring. His defense, his athleticism, his speed is next level. He just hasn't shown it in fights because these guys can't hurt him. Yeah. He wa- mm. he gets hit a lot. He walks through shots. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like that about his style right now. I think he's going to have to develop a little bit more. But the guys can't hurt him. He just goes through it, and he wants the knockout, which I, I do respect. All right, let's go through the end of the card. Xander Zayas, who my I boy. think is stud. He's on this card, 15th pro fight. My Zayas. favorite prospect. Him and Pacheco are my two yes, favorite prospects. Yes, I agree with that. 20 years old. Uh, Zayas, already 15 pro fights. Um, Keyshawn Davis, another guy on a rocket ship. Expect him to get the same Love type that of push that Tiafimo got. Uh, that's the full card. This is an awesome card. ESPN Heisman Night. This is going to do big ratings. Tiafimo, Anderson, Zayas, Keyshawn Davis, Bruce Carrington on the card. Bruce Download. Schuster. Yeah, yeah. This card's all top rank has the best shoe. young talent in the game. Uh, so that's over on ESPN. Then over on pay per view, it's finally here. BLK Prime is making their debut. Terrence Bud Crawford. The consensus number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world taking on David Avanesian. Fans are boycotting this. Fans don't want to watch it because they say that Terrence Crawford is the reason why we're not getting Spence Crawford. I ain't parking down 50 bucks to watch Crawford versus Avanesian or Avanesian. I finally got it right. It's Avanesian? Yes. I... I, I don't want to, um, again. Avenician. David Avenician. Avenician. Respect right. him. We, uh, no, I 100% respect him. That's why I want to make sure that I say his name correctly because I do I do put respect to that name. I think he's a very good fighter, very talented guy, um, has upset a few guys in the past, Josh Kelly being one of them, who just won a big fight last weekend. Um, so, you know, the guy can fight. It's a real fight. It's not just because you haven't heard of him doesn't mean he can't fight. But, wait, it's only $50? I, th- I could be wrong. I mean, that's not bad for me. I never heard of pay per view being fifty bucks. Come on, Be people. Okay, we. I just watched the Marv Nation Regis Progress show last two as another independent pay per view. That was. Dramatic. It was the. I thought it looked good. Like the really? shots were good. <laughs> the yeah, I, yeah do. I do. Okay, I, I thought it looked good. Dave I, heard, Roman, I heard. I heard very different things from people who are inside that arena. Like in terms of like the logistics, I heard that was a mess. Like a fighter, like a walkout fighter, got screwed. That's uh, not yeah. Like the presentation. Uh, I got. Though. I had people who were in corners, and they were like, "This, it looked like a Tijuana show." I thought it looked decent. You probably saw a different stream than I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but we'll see how, what this looks like. Uh, the broadcast team is Todd Grisham, Paulie Malinaji, mm-hmm. Zab Judah, Antonio Tarver. That is That's a, a very interesting group of personalities. Me I mean, it's, it's, a same it's a matter of time. I like Todd. Obviously, he's our Todd's boy. Great. Todd's great. I love but working with like Todd, the, too. They keep trotting out the same. Paulie's my boy. The same broadcast Z- team. Uh, Zab. Zab's great, obviously. Zab is he, doing sideline reporting. Well, he that could go interesting. That could be. It's listen. He's Zab Judah. He's one of the the best Brooklyn fighters who's ever lived. Well, a huge. I'm a huge fan. One of my favorite fighters growing up. Yeah. But I mean, he doesn't have a lot of reps in this this this. Dude, realm. sideline reporting is I, that's really what I hard. Do. It's so hard. Really it's hard. Live, you're on the spot. You got to come up with questions on yep. the spot. So if something happens, like in between corners, you head on a swivel. Around, like, head on a swivel. It is some of the hardest work broadcast wise that I've done in my career. And you got to be mobile. Mo- being mobile on fight night is really hard. You have to g- like you're not in a seat. You're not sitting. You're not doing what we're doing. Yeah. Like you have to get up and you have to find someone. You yeah. have you have literally a headset or a microphone. You have to like, grab people in corners. There's sweat and blood flying. Yeah, that's, that's a tough job. BLK Prime Media Production looked like a mom and pop flea market gig. Says okay. HLD. Forty bucks says our boy Drew. Oh, 
Hey, I'm gonna be at it. this top rank fight, so guys, I'm gonna be. I'm yeah, like spot these guys. I'm gonna be asking everyone who does order it what it looks like. Forty forty bucks is what most of you guys spend at the bar on a Tuesday night. Go go <laughs> buy it. Um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Um, my question for you, Chris. I think I know the answer here. Um, Terrence Crawford was um offered ten million dollars from BLK Prime to fight David Evanissian, who is a B level type of fighter. Um, and I say that that's a compliment. Yeah. Uh, maybe C level, maybe B C level. Ten million dollars. Five of it up front. Next five is coming. That's another thing with Marv Nation. A little um, uh, Regis Progre. It was a little snafu with the payment. Uh, but he got his, he got paid. Yep. But the question for you is, how many fighters in boxing today would take this deal if offered to them? Ten million dollars to fight someone that you are very much better than. Everyone, one hundred percent. Why would why would you not? Right. But but. But are you going to get that check? I was, that wasn't my butt. That's my butt. I'm a fighter. I'm thinking about, am I no, going to get that second half? It's not my first butt. Listen, I've done, I've done commentating gigs where I'm like, hey, I need to get just up front. Ha- I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure I'm getting the second half. Get half up front. Yeah, I, and I've, I've been in fights where the paycheck, the check, similar to the progress situation, didn't, didn't, didn't clear. Cash, so, baby. Uh, yeah. Um, the, my butt was, a lot of fighters would take this. 10 out of 10 fighters would take it. But- the fact that we're we're getting this fight instead of the Spence fight is what a lot of fans can't stomach, and I understand it. The more and more I hear about the details, the more and more I hear about things that Terence Crawford has said. Even today, I saw a headline saying Terence Crawford said we should put Spe- me and Spence should fight in the UK. Like, dude, you're that was weird. That was you're, weird you're not a UK fighter. He said, well, "Look at Joshua and Fury. Like, that's Joshua and Fury. They're from there. They're heavyweights. Like, they are the best fans in the world. UK fi- fans, them and Mexican fans." But do they really care as much as American fans were? Like, why would they put that fight over there? It's just in line with some of Crawford's business decisions are strange. I do not know enough about the inner workings of that particular deal to speak on that. I can't. I can't. I, I don't. That I don't, was a very lawyer. You gave yeah. me like a yeah. I, I uh, you're under oath. I've here. been I, so people don't know. I've been going to night school, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come back as a boxing lawyer. Um. Yeah. No. I. 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 I can't speak on it. I don't know enough about what's been going on behind the scenes. Why this fight's not happening. I can't put blame on either one. Listen, we're dealing with Al Heyman, because we're not dealing with Errol Spence. I'm telling you right. I. I. Pers- well, that's what Crawford said. I, you're not your own boss. Al, I think Errol. I, I, I think Errol wants to fight. I think Terrence wants to yeah, fight. Yeah, I do too. I think that. I think the fighters want the fights. I think that it's the, the the everything around it. Listen, guys. I'm telling you this from the inside. I've been in big, big fights for big, big money. The amount of inner workings that go on that you never hear about are out of your mind. Right. They're they're so. How much does it get? How much of those does that get back to you? To me? Yeah. Well, it depends. Well, I I managed myself for my Pacquiao fight. Like I I did that all myself. That's it was crazy. me and my attorney. We were literally on the phone all day, every day, and I I, I did. I was in a two-hour negotiation myself and two promoters, the guys who were co-promoting me, and well, it was well, who was it? You on? Uh, I was, who was uh, on the other side. It was Joe DeGuardia, and it was and it was Pulelo. Oh, Artie. Artie. Yeah. He's and then we were also dealing with Top Rank, so like it was like you know it was, it was man that was that was literally was that, that guy Cons involved. Michael Cons. Remember him? He was Pacquiao's like manager for a while. Not with that. No, not okay. with that. No, I, I I did deal with him during like the press tour or whatever, but like. That was harder than the fight, honestly. Mm-hmm. That was the, that was harder than the training camp. That was that was the most stressed I've ever been in my entire life. I really wish I had a manager at that point because I had to do it all myself. Well, that's was, like in baseball. A lot of guys um, in sports they negotiate themselves. Yeah, I aged I aged ten years during that. 
You know, it was it was it was brutal. It was absolutely horrible. But um, you know, those are things you never hear about, and I think a lot of fighters don't even hear about it because their managers doing it behind you know behind closed doors, and they don't want to hear about it. Which I get. I don't want to hear about that stuff now. But you know, at the time, I learned a lot. Like I said, I aged ten years, and not not necessarily in a good way. But um, you know, that that that's just part of what, what's going on. So I can't speak enough about what happened with on Terrence Crawford's side in terms of the, the but, like, situation. The headline, but I'll say it. It's a ten million dollar fight. It's a, listen, ten million dollar fight. Let's get your money. Fight Avanissian, but. I don't think Crawford really cares what people think. Number one, good. I don't think he cares <laughs> what his legacy is. I think he's well I think past he does. that. I think he does. Who well, he says? I, I think don't he care. needs to. I think he needs well, to. I, no, no, I, I, I worded that wrong. He is content with his legacy. He says, "I retire right now. I'm in the Hall of Fame, probably because the Hall of Fame is lowering their bar every single year." Yeah, but he's. I'm fine with what I've done. Three division world champion, but I'll say it as a you know member of the media, whatever. Uh, he has not really been in the big fight. Like, he fights Spence and he beats him, which many people think he can. Okay, then then you're looking at, like, one of the best welterweights ever. Mm-hmm. Cement it. Yep. I, he still can next year. Like, But this whole saga has left a bad taste in a lot of fight fans' mouths, and it's made Terrence Crawford kind of look a little bit like a clown. Uh, I wouldn't say clown, but he – I mean, honestly, he's never – I don't think he's ever really been a fan favorite. He's never been that guy. He doesn't really – he never he never did interviews with Top Rank. It no. was hard. I know for a fact that they, they had they struggled to get him in front of cameras. He's not stuff. a marketable guy. He never was. Um, but, you know, he's he's in the, he's at the opportunity to make some real money. He sees his $10 million dangle in front of him. I don't blame him at all for taking that because he can take that. And then, hey, the Spence fight happens in six months. Okay, boom. He made – I do think it's going to happen next year. I do too. I think I think he needs it. I really think he needs it for his career. And I think Spence needs it too. But if it doesn't happen for Spence, Spence goes on. Spence goes up to 54. He becomes a two-division world champion. He starts busting up those 54-pounders because he will. I don't think it matters as much. It'll be in, his, and it'll be in Spence's rear view very soon. Crawford, it's going to be a, a skid mark on his career. I agree. Very different. Very very different situations those two guys are in. It's just it just sucks that for that's just what we're talking about. We're talking about Crawford and Spence. When not he's fighting. fighting David. Yeah, not fighting and not you know he's fighting David Avanesian and um yeah so that's the other fight BLK Prime Chris Cyborg is the co-main event boxing. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen her spar. I've never seen her fight boxing. She can she can box. Yeah. I've seen her spar. haven't seen her fight. It's a whole different thing, so we'll see. I'm interested to see uh, what it looks like, um, the BLK production. Um, I, I I think that the Marv Nation one looked good. I, they had Dave Harmon, who was at HBO for like 30 years. He was the uh, director. I thought it looked fine. I the broadcast team was a little, a little janky. Uh, we talked about that already. Um, but that's the fights this weekend. Oh, hey, no, hey Josh guys, if you, if you need me and Dan to come and <laughs> commentate, we're, Listen, we're available. I, I do Broadway boxing with Justin Shackle, who works here at John Boy. Justin's great. Uh, who does a uh, pitching podcast, Towing the Slab ad with ad. David Cohn. And Corey Erdman. Oh, Corey's fantastic. Celebrity guy. chef Chris Santos. I think we have the best broadcast team. Uh, come on, dude. Well, you're a little out of our range, like. He, but still, I mean, you're saying you're the best. I mean, you're you're. Obviously, you're. We want you a part of it, but you're Chris Algier. You're in Florida. You're, you're too big for us. What you're is doing, that? What you're is doing that the zone cards. I, mean, I, mean, I go. Friend. I go over the world. I've been to Malaysia. Come I feel on. like you're above um, probably boxing. I'm. I am. I am not above reps, and I've always been a hardworking guy in the gym. Reps matter, so. But I do agree that we they need to start, you know, thinking broader with these broadcast outside teams. outside the box. Yeah, outside the box. Most notably, hiring me and Chris. Yeah, and Ronnie. Exactly. 
It's a package deal. We need yeah. three super, of us. We need a super producer. Uh, last fight uh, is over on the zone. Josh Warrington, Luis Lopez, <laughs> Warrington, <clears throat> up and down type of guy, featherweight. Um, Luis Lopez, I think, could pull off the upset. El Venimo. So I'll ask you last question. I'll ask you, Chris, mm-hmm. is who is most likely to pull off the upset this weekend? Avanesian, Martin, Sandor Martin, Jerry Forrest, Luis Lopez. Luis Lopez. He I is a very, very dangerous guy. I've called oof, I've called three of his last four fights. Guy came out of nowhere. Um, the Andy Vences fight, which was in the bubble uh, for top rank. Yep. Um, Andy was supposed to win that fight, and he got he got hurt very, very badly. Lopez, I think it was a draw. Might have been a draw. Either way, the fight was awesome. I mean, Lopez looked, I mean, dangerous. Very, very dangerous guy. Um, comes back, he beats, um, oh, who's the, uh, who we talking? We're I'm talking draw. about who right now? Uh, young, young guy. Um, we're, we're talking about Warrington? No, no, we're talking about, uh, Lopez. Lopez. His, oh, yeah, yeah. His last couple fights. I'll pull up his, uh, box record right here. Yeah, pull that up. So, he, so Andy Vence's fight was when I first recognized him. He's got a good resume. Yeah, he's got an awesome resume. Um, and he has a couple losses early on, and then it's been on a tear ever since. He's been stopping everybody too. Um, Andy Vences, Gabe f- Flores, Gabe Flores, is who I was, I was thinking. Well, I mean, Gabe he Flores beat the hell out of Gabe Flores. Yeah. He didn't just beat Vences. Um, Isaac Lowe, I think Isaac Lowe, we destroyed. It. He's just. He, I think Warrington is is prime for. I I think Warrington will win, but he's he's if there is one guy that's going to get upset, I think it's him, and I I think he's prime for. Uh, a defeat. I'm a big fan of Warrington. I like the way he fights. He's not a big puncher, although he's gotten some stoppages in some big fights. It's not really his style. He's he's he throws a lot of punches. That style doesn't age well. Hmm. And I think that Lopez is on a hot streak and he's got a very very tough style to deal with. He's energetic as hell. Like he is just b- bouncing around. He's just a jumping beam. Bang 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 bang. Yeah. He's got good defense, he's got good offense. He doesn't mind when he gets hit. Um and he's a, he's got he's got a soccer background, which you can tell by looking at him. His footwork is phenomenal. Not so much phenomenal in terms of boxing, but he never gets tired. The guy doesn't um, stop. The odds, Gail asked, according to DraftKings, Luis Lopez is a plus one ten underdog. It's good good value there. Yeah, put some plus money put on put some money on, on that. Lopez. Uh, Warrington's only a minus one forty. That says it right there. Um, Jared Anderson minus twenty five hundred this weekend. Um, oh, well, it's Keyshawn Davis minus two thousand. Xander Zayas minus five thousand. Um, Terrence Crawford is minus fourteen hundred and growing. Value, (laughs) (laughs) minus fourteen hundred and growing. You want to launder some money? This is your weekend. Um, Iowa Inoue. That's on Wednesday. Minus eight thousand against Wednesday. What two a.m. four a.m. Yeah, I love the six a.m. Oh, nice. I love. I tweeted this. I love the ritual now of waking up at six a.m. watching Naya in a way. Well, I've called like a obliterate few of them. someone and then like drinking coffee and then going to work. I've I've called a few of those and they're rough. <laughs> they're rough for me. Dude, the over unders two and a half rounds. In a way, yeah, Butler. I mean, he's he's gonna destroy. That I've guy. never seen an, an over under that low. Yeah, I might take the under. Yeah, I when when I work those shows, you have to your call times three a.m. Yeah. Like, do you even do you even sleep at that point? Like, what no. do you do? Might as well not. You might as well just go through. Yeah. I usually take a three-hour nap and then get up and go. And you do it from a studio, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ronnie, anything? Great stuff, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> we are ready to head out. Um, we have v- something very fun planned. Can we, we can say what oh. we're doing, right? Yeah. I mean, Wait, did you guys talk Pepsi at all? We can tease it. Oh, Pepsi, where's my jet? 
Did you talk Pepsi with Chris? No, Chris. Oh yeah. So so I got called. I got called up by a few people who were like, "Oh, you're in that. You should sue them." Like I don't. I was like, I don't own the rights to that. I cannot sue anybody for that. (laughs) Chris, I'm watching Pepsi Where's My Jet on Netflix. Uh, Great documentary. If everyone out there hasn't seen it yet, Um, it's four part series. I'm three hours in. I only wanted to watch one episode. I started like ten. I wanted to go to sleep. Um, it's now close to one a.m. and I'm watching, um, the third ep. And I'm like halfway through, and somehow this story has woven its way into Manny Pacquiao, <laughs> yeah. and the Philippines. So the, they the show clip pa- was so odd. They show Pacquiao, and then the second after that, the three second shot of him nailing you with like a left hand. Yeah. And I literally gasped, and I just burst out. I was like, "What?" Which, was which for that? the record, was 20 years after that sh- that show was what the the years they were going on. 20 years later was when me and Pacquiao fought. They must obviously the. Producers of Pepsi Where's My Jet hit up HBO and like we need what do you got? rights. Like give us yeah. something in your library. What's the cheapest shit you got? They got Algeria <laughs> going down against Pacquiao. That honestly, I I was I wanted to wait until this moment to say that I saw that, but someone obviously hit you off. I got it. hit by like a hundred. I got a lot of people. Did you see that doc? I I it's way too long. So I watched four the, episodes. Yeah, it, they're four one hour episodes. That could have been one it's one such hour. Such a good episode. story though. It is cool. It's great. I like, but they they stretched out way too much. Is what TV does with everything now. So I got halfway through the second episode, and it's still in my queue. Awesome. All right, everyone. That is our show this week. a little preview for tomorrow? Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, finally. Last. Um, tomorrow, we are doing the first ever John Boy Boxing Combine. We're going to go to Church Street Gym. We're going to have Justin Penick. Church Street Penick, Boxing, New York City. Uh, Justin Penick, Jake Storielli, Paxton Elrod, Joe's McFly, some other JM personalities. Uh, Chris will be teaching us how to throw combinations. We'll be doing all sorts of activities. It's going to look awesome. So be on the lookout on the John Boy or the Inside Boxing Live um, YouTube page for our John Boy Boxing Combine. It's going to be unbelievable. All to fight Chris. Hopefully, hopefully it becomes a yearly thing. Yeah, we'll get some. We'll get some gear. This is the first one. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. If any of us get hurt, hopefully nobody gets no, nobody gets knocked injured. out. Yeah. Nobody gets. Everyone comes out. No, but we're gonna be fine. Yeah, but that is it. Guys. Um, I'm <laughs> headed to the fights on Saturday. Appreciate everyone joining. As always, great job, Ronnie. Super producing, juggling a lot of stuff here. As always, keep your hands up. Protect yourselves at all times. Stay out of those DMs. We out. <laughs>